Sharon, but with a bit of a twist this afternoon. I am in Auckland being a cool Kiwi, and right now, John and Ben are broadcasting live from Sydney because they're over there doing a big interview. Are you allowed to tell us who the interview's with, guys? Yeah, whack, whack your lips around a didgeridoo, stone the flaming crows, Al Stewart, Shane Warne, the boomerang on the dingo. We're in Australia, <laughs> Sharon. Could you put any more Australian jargon into that sentence? Well, we're over here, uh, over here interviewing the, uh, the Foo Fighters this afternoon, so uh, Ben and myself are in a weird little motel broadcasting from a, a, a business boardroom. It sounds it looks like something from The Apprentice. Without a word of a lie, there is nine large bottles of water on this table. Well, I think you're going to need that because by the looks of things last night, Dave Grohl was getting a lot of people intoxicated in Sydney, so you may need that water tomorrow, so hold on to it. <laughs> I heard he was just walking around the streets getting everyone drunk. Everyone in Sydney was drunk, <laughs> thanks to Dave Grohl. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. John O'Ben are broadcasting live from Sydney without interviewing the Foo Fighters, but I understand that you guys have had a little bit of a fight on the plane. Yeah, well, we flew over this morning and uh, I had the dreaded middle seat in between two <laughs> side ones. You either get seated next to the crying baby or some dickhead, and I got seated next to a dickhead today. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> the elbows were the issue. He's on the outside. Surely I'm paying the price for being stuck in the middle between two people. I have full access to both of those armrests. Oh, both so- armrests. Well, so what, what was Ben doing? Was he using the outer armrest and then he wanted the middle one as well? Oh, look, he, he he basically kicked me off one of the armrests. He said he had both of them because he was in the middle seat, and that was his entitlement. That is the entitlement because you're taking a hit being in the middle of the seat. No one wants to be in the middle, so you've got to have some No one wants to be sitting next to you, mate. <laughs> See, because that, that is the age-old argument. We did put this on our Facebook page this afternoon. Like, if you're sitting in the middle seat on a plane, do you get both armrests or do you have to just pick one straight away and stake your claim on it? Because I, I always thought you only got to pick one. That's what I thought too, but according to Jono, he gets both armrests. Full axios, baby. Full axios. Who, who made the rules up? You're only allowed one. What is and it? who's am I going to take? Because I can't see the pilot. Because if I, can, if I can only have one, then the guy to the right of me, do I have to argue with him over his armrest? That's true. That's true. How does that work? Because someone... I could end up with no armrests. <laughs> My arms could not be resting. That has happened to me. They need before. resting. I like sat in the middle seat before and I got stuck between two people that gave me no armrests on like a whole long haul flight. And the whole flight, all I could think of was, do I ask to have one of these armrests or like, how, what's the rules? So maybe we should have exactly. a mess. Let's have a and Your arms get tired. Your arms get tired. They need a rest. <laughs> That's why they invented the armrests. <laughs> so you could rest your arms, mate. You're not doing the flying. Your arms aren't flapping. Why do you need to rest your arms? Anyway, we, we obviously haven't come to a resolution on this <laughs> no, yet, Sharon. Okay, let's, it's quite tense, Sharon. We need you here. Let's open up the phone lines right now because we're going to have a mass debate about this. We want to know what you think. 0800 The Edge or text us to 3343. Do you get both armrests or do you get one armrest when you're sitting in the middle seat? Brian, what do you reckon, dude? Yeah, if you're on the left-hand side of the plane, you get the right arm. Rest, and if you're right outside the plane, you get the left hand armrest. One each. So you only get one armrest, you're saying, if you're in the middle? Yep, three armrests, three seats. But doesn't that seem unfair if you're in the middle? Because no. the people on the outside both get two. Thank no. you, Sharon. No, you don't. You only get one. No, no, Ryan. No, I disagree <laughs> with you. I only get one. You're in the middle. Yeah. You rest both of your arms. Okay, now I'm starting to yell in the hotel. The okay. guests are getting worried. Cross your arms. Cross your arms. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hang up on it. Get rid of them, Sharon. Thank oh, you so much. From here. Oh, He's sorry. waving his arms around now. Sorry, Brian. Hey, hold the line, Brian. We're going to hook you up with some Hellenstein Brothers vouchers since you got abused by Jono. Wait there, babe. No, we're going to hook him up with a big batch of get screwed, Brian. Right? <laughs> Kezia, welcome to the show. What do you think? 
Uh, well, I was on the plane once and I asked the air hostie lady if mm. what, um, like how the arm works states, and she said, if you're in the middle, you actually get both of them. What? So oh, official whatever. From the airline. That's She's not official spokesperson. Well, she works <laughs> on a plane. Well, yeah. neither is yeah. Katie Holmes, mate, but they still use you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good description. If you're getting it from an actual plane staff member, it's pretty good. But you know what? I reckon we're going to get a definitive decision from Bruce, who's on 0800 The Edge right now. Bruce, for the mass debate this afternoon, do you get both armrests or just one if you're in the middle seat? You get both armrests because they get one each and one guy gets the view. Oh. Exactly. Oh, You've got Bruce. the advantage of the view. <laughs> I d- b- 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 no. <laughs> you could, you <laughs> could stick your legs out into the aisle. You could do whatever you want. I can't stick my legs out. Into the aisle. I'm in witness protection. I'm out of here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, Bruce. So, Is he seriously in witness protection? I don't know. He hung up like straight away. He's like, I'm in witness protection, and he's hung up on us now. <laughs> I like it how he's in witness protection, but he still has to get his point across. I know. Jeez. Okay. Well, I think that we have figured out though. If you get the middle seat, and judging by the text machine and all. All the comments on our Facebook page. If you're in the middle, you get both. Thank you. There you go. Oh, well done, Jono. Take it. You've done a good thing for humanity by sitting in that middle seat. You've got to have some perks. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sharon. End of segment. End of show. We'll see you tomorrow. Jono, Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Do you know, I found out that wombat poo uh, comes out like square cubes. Does it? Did you know that? Like a little ice cube. So they must have like a square little, yeah. little depository yeah. hole. Yeah. It's interesting. Like a, like a Starburst uh, container. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it looks like... so much cuter when it's in a little cube. But last night it was the big Game of Thrones finale. Everybody was going mental. They were avoiding social media. Ben, you're the Game of Thrones watcher of the show. How uh, Did you see anything? Yeah, I saw it, guys. And it, was, it left me with some sort of weird feelings because there was a hookup. Spoiler alert, it was uh, inter-family, you know, another uh, family, family hookup. Why don't oh. they spread further? Than, why don't they just go outside the gene pool on that show? I think one of the writers is from Timaru. Excuse I think that's what's me. happened. Don't throw stones in glass houses, Masterton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, producer Dan, what are your two cents on the Game of Thrones finale? Ben, I think you've said too much. I really do think you've said oh, too much. Oh, no, I mean, really? The yeah, thing we- is, if you've watched the rest of the season, you'll know who you're talking about. Oh, so now see, he'll hate that he's said too much. I haven't watched it yet, and I know who you're talking about, so I'm pissed oh, off. I reckon, I'm sorry. to the text machine, 3343, oh, let your true feelings be done. Sorry. Oh, Ben, you are you a horrible you, person. You saw it coming, though, people, and, surely. And, and, and have I not taught you anything when you do a spoiler alert, you do a countdown from three, you don't go, spoiler alert, lost with a cloud. Mm. Like, you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah, just do exactly. it that fast. I can't believe you spoiled oh. the plot line that Greg hooked up with Antonia. Oh, <laughs> Shocking. You are Absolutely. the worst. So is that the end of it? Is that the end of Game of Thrones? Please tell us. Oh, it's the end of the season. Oh, God, it keeps going. Oh. Well, mate, they say the same thing about our TV show. <laughs> Shivers. I thought it was the last one ever, and so I made up like a wacky segment of things you can do now that Game of Thrones is finished forever, and now I've realised there's another season, so well, I, don't, I don't know if it works. There's like six months to wait until okay, the next well, one. Okay, well, maybe so. I can, I can, I can put, make it into something else. Um, what to do now that Game of Thrones is over for about six months. Number one thing that you could do is take up fencing and then you can learn how to have your own sword fights and then become Game of Thrones. Thoughts? Mm. Thoughts Game of Throners? What, you're asking me my thoughts on that idea? I thought it was horrible. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, okay. I'm not going to take up fencing. The only okay. fencing I'm taking out is a offence to that terrible suggestion. Oh, okay, guy that spoiled Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> okay, number two thing that you can uh, do. There's a bit of trans-Tasman tension going on here, guys. <laughs> the second thing you can do now that Game of Thrones is over is you could ride a dragon. Now, I understand that dragons are quite hard to find, but... 
you can find a few dragons if you go to the outback after midnight. There's always a dude there that's like really willing to pretend to be a dragon. So get on down there. And then the third one, this is one that um, Ben suggested because I hear that he's real into it because he's from Masterton. Uh, it says, take your brother or your sister on a date and see if you guys have a connection or not. If you do, bang the shit out of them. <laughs> Those are... Those are, at what point did you think they were good things to do in six months? <laughs> I, no, Take up fencing, have an ancestral relationship, and like and ride a dragon that doesn't exist. <laughs> Here's something Ben could do: watch more TV shows and ruin them for the rest oh. of the country. Oh. Hey, hey! If you're a true fan and you haven't seen that episode yet, then you're not a true fan. If, if you're a true sense? friend, you wouldn't spoil Game of Thrones for us. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. Keep, keep, keep texting that abuse through to three three four three for oh. Ben. Let's go to the phone lines. What do you want to say? Been. Laura, what do you want to say? I can't believe you just did a spoiler, Ben. But it wasn't, uh, well... He's ruined your children's <laughs> lives, isn't he? I mean, I've, I've been watching the show for five years. I haven't had a chance to watch it, obviously, like you. And, I mean, you could have given us a heads up. I apologise. I alluded to something that may or may not happen now. Maybe yeah. I was lying yeah. the whole time. I don't, I don't think you even understand. Like, it's just frustrating, and I I haven't even had the chance to watch it. You've ruined it. Oh, there's tears. She's just tears. All right, I'm going to go. Do you know, the worst thing is you've, you've ruined her children's lives, and she doesn't even have children yet. Oh, when I they grow up, like, you've ruined their lives. I don't even feel like I can ever point at me watching it anymore, because, I mean, you've bloody ruined it. Wow. I'm going to go... God, I hope those tears are legitimate. Ned Stark myself. <laughs> oh, sp- sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, he dies in the oh, first well, series. Yeah, a bit late now. <laughs> <laughs> well, sufficiently awkward. Was she teed up? <laughs> no, it's a, a real person. Wow, I'm, I apologise. I didn't mean like to. Like I said at the beginning of this, you're a monster, mate. I, I'm starting to feel like I am. I well, didn't even... La- Laura's, wow. Laura's still there. You haven't even apologised to her yet. I'm yeah. sorry, Laura. I'm so sorry, Laura. I didn't mean... Yeah, I, it just it just came out live on the radio. I didn't say who the two people were. Maybe they could be two other people. Yeah, well, you, you were hoping hopped up. So. No. Hey, Ben. You know it's Kitty from the edge. <laughs> 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 I was like, Jesus. Oh, that was well done. Oh, I was like, this poor, we, poor we, person. I've ruined their life. It, it, Great acting from Kiriana from The Office. Uh, she really turned the tears on for you, Ben. Oh, I could hear you freaking out. And uh, Jono a little bit of a freak out as well. Yeah, but do, do you know what the most offensive thing is? Is that he can't even tell the voices of people he works with every day. <laughs> You're a monster. You're a savage. This is worse than the Game of Thrones scandal. Aww. You work with Kiriana Monday to Friday every day. You didn't even recognise her. Jono, Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Jono and Ben coming to you live from Sydney where they're doing a big interview for their tally show. But uh, there's something that you guys have been bantering about on the plane over there, is that right? Yeah, well, uh, you know, you, 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 try, you fly on a plane and uh, you hear all sorts of stories and urban legends and myths about what goes on on a plane, and I thought I had joined an exclusive club today, mid-flight. <laughs> okay, uh, what was the club? So, well, have a listen. <laughs> have a listen. Okay. I think I just joined the Mile High Club. How? <laughs> Someone just said hi to me. <laughs> is that how it works? I don't think that's how it works. Oh, that's quite clever. In a dumb way. <laughs> Do I chalk up my membership? Because <laughs> I think that's as close as I'm ever going to get to it. We've had a lot of pointless conversations. This is right up there. Have you ever had sex on an airplane? No, you're propositioning me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lift those blankies over. <laughs> okay. 
my hands can do some magical work. <laughs> we can both join. <laughs> I'll see you in the bathroom in three. Okay. <laughs> do you think anyone's had sex on this? Do you think anyone's joined the Milo Club on this plane oh while, we, while we've been travelling? Solo or does that count? I don't I mean, know. You're still you're still committing an act of thumb description, aren't you? It's a lonelier one. <laughs> For a second before we address that you did not join the Mile High Club, address that your dirty talking voice. That's the weirdest, <laughs> that's the weirdest sexy voice I've ever heard. I had to go to the bathroom and wash myself off after Jono talked to me like that. Not that's to join not my, the club. That's not my dirty talking voice. That's what I'm trying to whisper and not, no, not make a loud conversation in front of other passengers. When, voice. when you say to somebody, should we put the blankies on and let our hands do the walking? That is your sexy voice. That is so gross. Well, that's how I ended up giving Ben a handshake. <laughs> oh, did you? I, see, I don't actually believe the Mile High Club's a thing because every time I go to the toilet on a plane, I always like look at it and I'm like, how does it strategically work? Like, how do you physically like get in the right position so that you'd be able to? Oh, yeah, what are the membership fees? Do you get free <laughs> club sandwiches? Oh, special, do you get an extra bag? Are you allowed to talk it? about it? Like Flight Club, you know? Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, I'm with you, Sharon. I'm with you, Sharon. I don't think that, it, I think this is just the thing that people talk about. But no one has ever done. See, yeah. the only person I know that is closest to getting in the Mile High Club was a guy that, like, we used to work with. And he used to always say that when we went on, like, work trips and stuff, that he would join the Mile High Club but by himself, but he would do it on every plane ride as, like, a danger thing. Whoa. whoa. See, no one wants, but no one wants to join him in there to do it. Does, <laughs> does that count? Again, yeah, well, we had that conversation mid-air. Well, he was single, so I don't know. Okay, well, let's throw it out there and see if this person actually exists. I'll wait 100 the edge. Or I guarantee we won't find three people who have joined the Mile High Club. Okay, that's our goal. Three people on 0800 The Edge right now. Or text us at 3343. Are you actually in the Mile High Club? John, Don't tell us lie. about tell us about your Mile High Club experience. Okay. Um, I was on a plane ride to Auckland with my girlfriend to go meet her parents. And um, saw the video on Facebook a while ago about the two people starting an argument and then going into the bathroom and continuing it and, uh, you know, doing the deed. Yeah. So we tried that out, and we're in there for probably, I'll give it a good 15 minutes or so. And then uh, we had air hostesses banging on the door telling us to be quiet because we were disturbing the flight. But um, (gasps) I think one of them actually caught on to what was happening because there was a few other noises other than... uh, Bickering going on between the two of us. Wow. Oh, so you're using the arguing as a smokescreen. Might I say, what a baller on a domestic flight. (laughs) What he forgot to mention, it was an Air New Zealand link flight between Auckland and Spain. (laughs) A very small plane. That is very impressive, John. I I am impressed by that. Let's go to Bart on 0800 The Edge right now. You're in the Mile High Club too, Bart. Yes, and it wasn't a solo hand shandy either. Okay. But what did I say to you before we went on the radio? I said to keep it PG. Oh, that was being PG. Oh, you freaky bitch. Okay. coming hot. So, so, but what happened? Remember I told you you can't say the D word? I ploughed a lady garden. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Stop it. Sharon, no. I'm sorry, but, but you... But I put a lot of trust... No, Sharon, he's in a chance. I gave you a chance, Bart, and you have let me down. But, but I haven't said what happened. I've been discreet. You have no... So, so, so anyway, if, if, 
if the bottom part of the party sits on the toilet and then the top part of the party being her can access things. Oh, okay. oh right. Well, Bart, we'll, we'll let you get back to your gardening, Bart, because that's what you were talking about. He's a big gardening fan. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Bart. You have a great day, babes. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. On Friday, we're hitting up the Time Zone Arcade in Botany. We're going there to try and win 5,000 tickets uh, so I can become a good dad yeah. and win my daughter, Sienna, um, the toy that she wants from the arcade. Wow. And we're assembling a crack team of experts to help us beat the arcade machines. Now, this is not a team of crack experts. No, that's a whole other thing that <laughs> we might a crack do. Team of experts. Another, another. Again, you're railroading. If yeah. we want to... <laughs> this is a this is a team of experts that can help us out on the games. Actually, yesterday we recruited our first celebrity guest. We got Chris Mack from Six Sixty. Chris, are you doing anything on Friday, mate? Uh, well, I could move a few things around. There's a Guitar Hero game, mm. and we thought, who do we know that's a bit of a Guitar Hero? Chris Mack. Oh, I thought you were going to ring John too, but I then did. he didn't answer. So now no. you're like yeah, Chris yeah. Mack. Okay. In- insulting, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Anika Moa said no. Let's not go through all the people. Dave Dobbins said no. The drunk guy from the feelers said no. The good news is, uh, after all that bullying, he still said yes, and he's going to play the Guitar Hero game (laughs) at Time Zone Botany this Friday. But I reckon we need to recruit a different celebrity for, like, maybe one of the ball games. Yeah, uh, so we've managed to... Pull some strings at the breakers, and we have one of their stars, Dorome Rokawa, with us on the phone right now. Yay! Welcome, Dorome. Hey, what's going on? Oh, great. Well, it's great to have you, Lana. Are you a, a real breaker? Like, you're one of the good ones? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hold, hold on. Are you going out to try and insult every person we are yeah. recruiting for this thing, Sharon? Are you one of the good ones? No, and that's, that's the thing because, like, you know, every team, there's always a shitter on the team. Like, I don't want to point out who the shitter on our team is, but I just want to make sure that Jerome... But she's in New Zealand right now. <laughs> You're talking to her. But, but Jerome, you, we, we want good players because there's a lot riding on Friday because if, if we fail at getting 5,000 tickets, it means that Ben fails as a father. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want that. I'm going to try my best. I'm a, I hope we're doing a basketball shootout. I'm pretty good at that, I heard. Oh, are you? Oh, oh, well, that's, that's good. That's good. Have you done it in the time zone like arcades before? Yeah, yeah, I've done it in them before. Yes. Oh, good, man. Now, I, 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 I've done a bit of research into the breakers, and I know one of the team rules is you have a no dickhead policy, right, at the New Zealand breakers. Yep, that's true. Yeah, well, we uh, we opt for a full dickhead policy. <laughs> all dickheads on this show. So uh, if you are a dickhead, come one, come all. That's a bad turn of phrase to use right now. Yeah, we're very bad, um, very bad. So there's going to be no judging here, Jerome. If, if, if it doesn't turn out as, as, as successful as we'd hope, no one's going to worry, okay, mate? Oh, sweet. I'm happy with that. Well, get your alley-oops and your slam dunks ready for the swishers, mate. It's going to yeah. be game time, baby. Woo-hoo! There's some basketball references there. That's very good. So can we... LeBron James. <laughs> oh, good reference. So, Jerome Rokata, can we please lock you in to come to Time Zone Botany this Friday to help us save Ben's status as a good father? <laughs> oh, I'm locked in. I'm ready. Yeah! Swish, swish, bish. He's in. Ben, ben you may have just... You may have just jeopardised the whole thing oh, by doing that. I thought it was it was like a basketball thing on a pop music station. I thought it was a winner, Shaz. Oh, God. Please, please. He even stu- do you know what, Sharon? You can't see him right now. I stood up for that. He even stood up for it to deliver the line. Oh, he my. thought it was going to be that good. I can't you sitting down now, guys. Are seriously down again. embarrassing. Well, thanks so much. We'll see you on Friday, Jerome.
All right, catch up. And if you think you can help too, uh, text any skills that you have to 3343 if you can help us take over Time Zone on Friday. We need 5,000 tickets. I'm just going to say it, guys. Jerome sounds very hot, and while the songs are playing, I'm going to do a very big Google image on him. Do you know I knew she was going to say that? <laughs> I knew she was going to say she Because she says that about every person that we speak not to. Not every person. Not every person, okay? Just some. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. This is the People's Court. The people are real. The cases are real. The judges are not real. We're going to bring to the show right now Laura, who has got quite the grievance against her boyfriend, Phil. Now, Laura, tell us what's going on in this relationship. Um, so I've been with my husband, Phil, for about six months. Mm-hmm. And um, I met him when he was at work. But he's a stripper. Ooh, oh, so you, you fell in love with the stripper. Who sings that? Bloody T-Pain or someone, didn't <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who some, sings some, that, some, so. some dude who's not around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, Laura, you met at the strip club. Was it? Were you on, like, a hen's night or something, and he was one of the dancers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was with my friend, it was with him, and he was a stripper. So you're not keen with him to, you're not keen for him to continue being a stripper. Um, Phil's, nah. Phil's on 800 The Edge as well. Now, Phil, what, what do you think about all this? Do you still want to be the stripper, or are you cool with giving up? Um, well, I still kind of want to be a stripper, just for the fact that it's good money, you know, and it's going to help me pay off my degree a bit. Like, I don't want to do it forever, but I just think, while I can, I should be able to do it. Oh, fair enough. Hey, absolutely fair enough. Now, here's a question I have. If you fall in love with a stripper, you end up dating a stripper. On your first meeting, if you put $20 in their underpants, are you entitled to ask for that back? You're like, now we're in a relationship. That money I gave you was really just... Well, at least give me 10 bucks back. Go halves. Yeah, give us, give us 10 bucks back. You hold on to 10, I'll take 10 back. Fair enough. So you want to keep stripping? You want to keep the Savoy satchel on, do you, Phil? <laughs> I, I do, yeah. At least for now. Well, and, okay. and, and Laura, what's your reason for wanting Phil to quit? If you knew he was gonna, he was a stripper from day one, why do you want him to stop stripping now? Um, because I just guess I know how I was looking at him when I first saw him, and I was like, oh, he's very, you know, good looking. Yep, yep. Yeah, you're like his cucumber in that cucumber backpack. <laughs> I'm real uncomfortable other girls looking at him like that. Like, I don't know, it just makes me feel weird. Been on plenty of, I'm a, I've been on plenty of hens nights, and when girls get handsy after a few shandies, don't they? And they just they start no, touching the strippers, and you don't want to come home and him smelling like Britney Spears perfume. No, don't. That's right. No one ever, no one ever thought about Magic Mike's other half, did they? Watching those movies. <laughs> That's true. That's Magic true. Magic Mike. Well, he would go home at night to his poor wife. Do you mean what he'd be doing tonight? That's why I'm getting mauled by 32 women. <laughs> Tough day at the office, hun. Tough Dressed day at the up office. Dressed feather boas. Well, let's throw it out there. Do you want to be part of our People's Court jury this afternoon? 0800 The Edge. Should Phil have to stop stripping now that he's in a long-term relationship with Laura? Or does Laura have to get over it and let Phil keep doing his job and stripping? Oh, it's a tough one because that's where she met him. Yeah. She knew what she was getting in for. Briar, what do you think? Should he have to leave his job, Briar? Uh, no, I don't think so because she knew what she was getting herself into from day one. That's true. It's a very good point. Very good point, Briar. She enjoyed, she enjoyed them lappies on day one, didn't she? Yeah, yeah right. she did. Kayla, what do you think? Do you remember number two? Okay. Hi, sorry. It's all right. What do you think? Hi, I think that um, she should let him be. Because that's how they met, and yeah, I think that I, I think that. Okay, well, that's a, I'm glad that you think that. It's a, the same vote again, Sarah. What do you think for the People's Court this afternoon? Um, I think he should be allowed to strip still, 
I feel like somebody has seen him strip, Sarah. Have you seen him strip before? I think the issue is... I think the issue is that all of these ladies just want to go and see Phil strip. Yeah. So they're saying, let him just let him keep working. He's just trying to earn an honor. I want to go see Phil strip. He sounds amazing. He does sound amazing. Well, let's go one more. Let's see if we've got a clean sweep with the jury this afternoon. Kelly, what do you think for the People's Court? Should Phil have to leave his job as a male stripper or does does she get to have to put up with it? I reckon that she can... She can put up with it, but that he should have some little saucy necklace that says "Looky no touchy" or something like that. Ah, <laughs> so, so, but why does the necklace have to be saucy when it's giving up a message of "Look but don't touch"? <laughs> well, yeah, well, because he's a stripper, it's got to be saucy. It's got to be a saucy-looking necklace. So when he's grinding away to like um, this genuine pony or something, you're like, "What's this on his necklace?" Oh, oh hang on. don't touch. Oh, okay, sorry, I'll back off. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the good china, the good china in the dining room. Look, don't touch. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly. Well, I think it's uh, been well and truly decided by the jury of the People's Court tonight. That he's not hanging up that le- he's not hanging up that shiny golden sequin G string just yet. That's still got yet. plenty of more lap dances in it. Woo! Well, hopefully he's at a strip club in Auckland because I would quite like to go and see- actually no, that'd be weird for a pregnant person to be at a strip club, wouldn't it? Would it be frowned upon? Yes. Yes. Unless, unless you're doing the dancing. He could motiv- that is weird. He could motivate oh. my bum. <laughs> that was another fine John O'Ben and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Ben and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app and listen live on the edge three till seven weekdays.